Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Suite Sports Podcast. My name is Barton Hajiski. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support and for listening to me blab and go on and on and on about what I think and what's going on in the world of sports. It's been some time since the last episode. Uh, I have this thing called a job, so it's been uh, taking up a lot of my time lately, but I'm happy that I finally found the time to sit down and uh, go over some some of my thoughts on the things that have been going on the last week and some interesting developments we have in the world of sports. Um, I'd like to first do a shout out to my big brother. Thank you for getting me this awesome microphone so I can sound a little bit more uh, professional, as they say. And another shout out to my biggest fan and my uh, biggest listener, my nephew, Hersey. Uh, if you hear me use a bad word, don't use it in school and continue doing uh, everything your parents tell you to. Now, back to the world of sports. Um, looks like we do have some interesting developments uh, besides, obviously, the world of soccer. Uh, we have the Bundesliga that's been going on now for three weeks straight. Thank God for that. It's been amazing being able to watch these teams go at it. Um, and But unfortunately, it does look like that race for the championship is pretty much set, is, is, is over with Bayern Munich uh, winning this past Tuesday over Dortmund. But before we get into that, I'd like to do first a little bit of a catch up on the rest of the sports world, specifically here in the U.S. and where we stand on when we might be able to get some more sports back. Um, We'll start off with baseball, Major League Baseball. Looks like we're further away from seeing uh, baseball coming back anytime soon. Uh, the two sides between the owners and the players seem to be pretty far apart on what they consider is a fair um, deal on a, on a strategy to move forward and getting the season started. Uh, the way they have things currently proposed a lot of the big time players would have to do a huge pay cut, which even though they'll still be making millions and millions of dollars, um, you know, people are about their money and you tell somebody instead of making $32 million, you're going to make $7 million. They're obviously not going to be happy about it. Um, even though again, it's a great amount of money, but at the same time they did sign these contracts and the owners are the ones that agreed to the terms as well. So from that standpoint, I understand the player side, but I also understand the owner side if we're going to be playing baseball without fans, which is a huge revenue stream for the owners. Um, obviously, the players will have to take a pay cut. Now, how big of a pay cut? That's where the biggest issue lies, and that's why I believe we're still a ways away from carrying any real positive news towards baseball coming back. Right now, it's just bickering back and forth between the owners uh, and the players and players agents um, so some people are going to come out looking you know pretty bad out of this situation some people are going to come out looking pretty greedy but at the same time you can't you know really put yourself in their shoes so they everybody's got to do what they think is best for themselves and that's the way I think the owners approach it and that's the way I think the players are approaching it now obviously there's going to be players that could use 
the the money they're earning. Um, not all the baseball players are earning thirty two million dollars a year like uh, Mike Trout, um, but there are the majority of them are earning enough uh, uh, per se to to. How, how should I explain this? They the the average baseball player probably earns uh, somewhere between five hundred thousand dollars and a million and a half a season. So, uh, even though to us the average person that sounds like a lot of money, in comparison to the top tier players, they're really you know are getting paid peanuts. And sometimes those players are just as important as the key marquee players that get all the attention and the headlines. So baseball, if you are a baseball fan, don't hold your breath because it looks like we're still at least a month, two, if not more, away from possibly having it return. And then for how many games is the regular season going to come back, when we might see fans, all those things have not even been spoken about as of yet. The NBA, however, we have some uh, momentum now, a couple weeks in a row where we're getting closer and closer and from what reports are coming out and, and what's being reported, it appears the NBA should be back some point in July. Now, the format that it's going to be back in is what's at question at this point. Um, there's been ideas out there where there might be a uh, like top 20 records in the league come back regardless of conference basically scrapping what we are all accustomed to which is the western conference versus the eastern conference at the end playing in the finals whereas in this format they would take the top 20 records and um, do a tournament style where you could have potentially the la lakers and the la clippers playing in the nba finals so that's kind of interesting something new that we haven't seen um, that i'm open to seeing obviously i'm open to any scenario as long as they come back and as long as we get to um finish the seasons and 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 crown the champion i'll be happy as a fan i'll be happy to see you know my favorite players back on the court competing obviously it's going to be a little weird without the fans um but you know what soccer is showing us that it's doable yes it's not perfect by any means and it's not what we all want as as fans but compared to the alternative which is no sports i will gladly take and and you know what recently uh, i noticed the some of the stadiums pumping in fan uh, noise and on tv it kind of sounds and looks uh like it would normally with fans so i I, i'm kind of for it i'm not against it by any means so the nba has those options as well um one thing that has been pretty much set up uh, has been agreed upon is that uh, it's going to be done at Walt Disney in Orlando they're going with the hub city scenario where whichever teams are coming back to finish uh, a shortened version of the regular season and then going into the playoffs they're all going to be in Walt Disney's um, in the Orlando, uh, in Orlando at the Walt Disney um, Resorts, because obviously they have the capacity to take on uh, all the players, uh, coaches, possible family members that will be allowed to be there. That way, that the players are l- having their exposure limited, and um, hopefully reducing the risk of 
the coronavirus and that way they can at least wrap up this season and then hopefully by the start of next year um, we'll have obviously more um, progress on on this whole coronavirus situation and whether or not fans will be allowed back in the stadiums at uh, full capacity, half of capacity. Um, but either way, it does appear that the NBA will be coming back. So that's the good news out of the, the last week or so that momentum has definitely been gaining uh, traction and it looks like it's happening. Then we have the NHL. Um, there's no, return date as of yet they are starting to allow uh, individual workouts groups under six and the one thing that has been uh, actually two things that have been agreed upon is that they're coming back in the 24 team playoff uh, style so teams like my local Florida Panthers here they were on the cusp of uh, making the playoffs will actually be in the playoffs um, Montreal is going to be in the playoffs so it's going to be an interesting format I'm looking forward to see it because especially without the aspect of the fans of the arenas uh, especially in hockey and playoff hockey if anybody follows playoff hockey you know how passionate those seven game series get where it really doesn't matter whether you're playing on home ice or away ice because there's so many times the away team uh, winning along with um more upsets in hockey happening than probably any of the major sports in North America. Um, eight seeds have beaten the one seed multiple times in hockey, whereas in the NBA playoff history, it's never happened. Oh, pardon me, it has. Um, Golden State, we believe, team that beat the Dallas Mavericks, I want to say 2008 or 9. Um, so that's pretty much very 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 rare in the NBA whereas in the NHL every single year you can account for at least one team uh, higher ranked team to be upset so looking forward to the NHL coming back as well hockey is a one of my favorite sports I'm a diehard Leafs fan so I'm looking forward to the Leafs um, playing again this season and even though um, they weren't having their best season up until this point perhaps with the restart and just um, you know everything that's happened perhaps it might be uh, something that benefits them in the long run and allows them to finally um, achieve their goal of winning a Stanley Cup uh, the Stanley Cup and hasn't happened in my lifetime and I know that the fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs are starving for a championship they've been experiencing enough heartbreak with uh, the the Leafs but still go Leafs go uh, what else do we have on the schedule uh, that's pretty much it for the for the major league sports we're not gonna get into college football or basketball yet because that's you know very much in the air what's gonna happen uh, you have a lot of factors into consideration especially here in the US each individual state determines their policy on whether or not campuses are going to be reopening whether or not students are going to be allowed back on campus and I like others believe that you know obviously if schools aren't fully open and uh, the students aren't allowed back on campus it doesn't make any sense to, to even try to have college um, 
football or basketball or any college athletics for that matter come back so we'll keep an eye on that as uh the months uh, as we get closer to august and september when we would you know normally be getting excited for the start of the new college football season and the new nfl season so we'll see what happens with that and that's our summary on the world of sports uh, besides soccer Next, we'll get into um, the Bundesliga, which leagues are coming back, and what we have uh, coming up in the next few days as far as matchups and picks. So, with the Bundesliga, as I mentioned earlier, um, it feels like Bayern Munich has wrapped up another championship season with their victory over Borussia Dortmund on Tuesday. Uh, putting a seven-point gap between themselves and Dortmund. And looking at the schedule, I really can't find any losses, let alone two losses on their remaining schedule. Um, So definitely, in my opinion, it appears that we will be crowning Bayern Munich as the champions of the Bundesliga for a record uh, ninth straight year. so that's, I mean, kind of leaves you speechless if you think about it. Nine straight years of being champions. Um, it's an incredible accomplishment. Congratulations to them. Uh, some people might say I'm doing it, congratulating them prematurely. But again, you, if you think about what just happened where uh, you have, this was the third match back for um, both Dortmund and Bayern. And in a game that was even more important for Dortmund, um, Bayern Munich did what Bayern Munich does. They they played uh, to their strengths and they were able to um, come out on top at Dortmund um, and to pull away. If they had lost that match, uh, they would have bridged the gap between themselves. Dortmund would have bridged the gap between themselves and Bayern to one point. And then at that point, yeah, you'd have to say it's kind of a coin flip. But right now, uh, like I said, with a seven-point gap, Dortmund, you know, heck of a season to them. And they have plenty to be proud of. And they have plenty of young, talented players that if they are able to keep uh, and continue developing, they should be able to compete uh, with Bayern next season again. But unfortunately... They are going to come up short again this season into Bayern Munich. I mean, uh, I know it's been a little while since they won the Champions League since 2012-13 season. Um, But still, to be that consistent uh, year in, year out, uh, focused on on your league, which I must admit, I mean, watching the Bundesliga right now, I probably watched it closer now than I have at any point partially because it's the only um, of the major soccer leagues that's on, on it's available. So being able to watch some of these teams like Freiburg and Schalke, uh, FC Cologne, um, Frankfurt, I, these are middle of the pack teams, but watching them, it goes to show that there's plenty of depth in the Bundesliga, just like there is in the Premier League in England where it's, you know, uh, universally considered the best league in the world because of its depth, 
and because it's on any given weekend anything can happen uh, which I agree but at the same time I, I see similar traits with the Bundesliga there's talented players on every single one of these teams and um, Bayern Munich is just a, it, they're a giant they're a machine they're a well-oiled machine that just runs over anything in its path and continues to show their dominance so um with that victory um yeah looks like we have them as champions again giving them a total of 29 championships in their history um looking into the bundesliga for the weekend and tomorrow we have some good matchups coming up i will I wanted to talk about tomorrow's matchup between Freiburg and Bayern Leverkusen. Um, pretty simple pick on this one where I would have to go with over two and a half goals at minus 180 and Freiburg or draw at plus 130. Um, Leverkusen coming off a disappointed, disappointing loss where they could have uh, moved up into third place and into Champions League position, is currently sitting fifth behind Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, and they're actually tied um, at 53 points. Uh, so for Leverkusen, I know that they're definitely going to be um, looking to, to, to come out and... and uh, establish themselves versus Freiburg um, especially since I mean Leverkusen is coming off a surprising 4-1 defeat at home at the hands of Wolfsburg uh, one spot behind them in sixth however with a nine-point gap so uh, especially considering that Leverkusen was coming off back-to-back -back impressive victories 4-1 over Werder Bremen and 3-1 over Borussia Mönchengladbach um, so, uh, it's a big, big match for Bayern Leverkusen. They are the favorites even on the road versus, um, Freiburg who will be, who's middle of the pack. Uh, they do have a chance at Europa League qualification. Um, but in reality, um, this match should go Bayern Leverkusen's way. So that's why my main pick that I'm going with here is it over two and a half goals, minus 180. Um, it's not as much value in that pick, but I do like the pick very much. I think it's a safe pick where um, considering Leverkusen's one of the best away teams, Freiburg is a middle of the pack home team, um, especially with their history between the two clubs. There's usually goals in these, in these matchups. And Bayern Leverkusen uh, certainly is a uh, uh, dominant uh, offensive team. So um, I'm going for 2-1 Bayern Leverkusen. But again, primarily uh, primary pick is just the over 2.5. And, and that's pretty much it for the um, Bundesliga for tomorrow. They have one match. Some interesting... Uh, matches uh and leagues coming back tomorrow we have in austria the austrian ofd cup uh, matchup between salzburg and lustenau on um, that matchup um, obviously it's their first match back after their long hiatus uh, salzburg is the overwhelming favorite in this game 
Um, really the only place I found any value um, that I really like is the over one and a half goals in the first half between the two teams. Um, Salzburg should easily be up 2-3 uh, nil at the half in this matchup. Um, so I like that very much. And then tomorrow as well, we have the Danish uh, league coming back where I like in the matchup between Viberg and Skeev, the over two and a half at minus 135. And last but not least for tomorrow, I have in Serbia, our neighbors coming back uh, and found a little bit of value where in, uh, in the matchup between uh, Rad and Red Star Belgrade, over one go in the first half at minus 190. So again, not too much value in that pick. Pretty safe pick. Um, first game after the hiatus, Red Star Belgrade, uh, overwhelming favorite again in this matchup as the away side uh, historically have dominated the matchup and historically have shown to score plenty of goals uh, versus Rad. So uh, those are the picks for tomorrow. I will try to get back on uh, and do some picks tomorrow for the weekend's matchups where it's going to be a busy weekend between all the leagues returning and um, the Bundesliga being in action full force uh, to catch everybody up as far as which other um, soccer leagues are coming back. I'm excited to say that um, the Premier League is coming back. The green light's been given for them to be back on June the 17th. So only about three weeks away from now where we'll be we'll have the pleasure of watching in the first weekends in the first week's matchups of Man Manchester City and Arsenal and Aston Villa and Sheffield United. So reading over some of the reports it looks like matches are going to be on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. So basically they've staggered all the matchups that way there's more matches during the week. Uh, it's still going to be the same amount of matches, but instead of all of them being on Saturday or, and Sunday, now we're going to be able to watch matches. Uh, in some weeks even, it says that we'll be able to watch for, um, matches every day of the week. But for the most part, it's going to be Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday, and then Saturday and Sunday. Um, so this is uh, this is meant to help uh, the the teams and the leagues save money um, and and actually earn a good amount of their TV rights money back. Um, so that's for the Premier League, June 17th. Very much excited uh, for that coming back and seeing Liverpool finally close out and and be crowned champions. As I mentioned in a previous episode, it's going to be weird to see. Um, I'm sure it's going to be weird for the people of Liverpool to have their team finally, after 30 years of misery, um, become champions and not be able to celebrate the way they normally would. I'm sure they'll postpone the parade and everything and they'll wait until it's safe where they can properly celebrate. But as uh, other players in the Premier League have mentioned, um, nobody disagrees that Liverpool deserves to be champions, but it's not going to be the same. Um, the day they clinch, they're going to clinch in, in an empty stadium. So that's going to be kind of surreal for them but either way uh i know 
from what the players in Germany are saying, everybody's happy with the fact that they're playing. So I'm sure the players will be happy no matter what. And eventually we'll be able to celebrate with the people of Liverpool. Moving on to La Liga. Uh, green light's been given for June 11th. And the league will run through July 12th. Um, the news there, it's interesting where La Liga has decided to stagger the matches in a way where we're going to have a La Liga match for 32 days straight from June 11th through July the 12th. We're going to have, um, La Liga, uh, football. So it's, it's incredible. I'm super, super excited about that. I was joking around today at the office that I'm probably going to be on vacation for 32 days because, um, it's going to be great to have these matches every single day. Um, and it might be something worth taking into consideration later on in the future where we can have more matchups during the week. Uh, La Liga is an interesting league because you obviously have Barcelona and Real Madrid at the top fighting for the, fighting for the championship with Barcelona in first place with 58 points and Real Madrid in second place with 56 points. Um, so then after that, you have a little bit of a drop-off to Sevilla in third uh, with 47 points. Surprise in number four with Real Sociedad at 46 points. And the other, other Madrid team, Getafe, at 46 points, uh, rounding out... Atletico uh, Madrid at 45 points and that's for the final Europa League uh, straight uh, qualification and in seventh place Valencia uh, chasing Atletico down for the straight qualification um, into Europa League. Now uh, something I found interesting in this league that I'm going to be paying attention to is the other Catalan club from Barcelona better known as Espanyol, um, who last year had a great year, finished in seventh position, qualifying for Europa League, uh, are now currently sitting dead last in uh, 20th place, um, six points from safety from relegation. Um, it's, it's, it's probably the one story that not too many people were talking about. And I know it doesn't sound like much, but a club like Espanyol really has no business being relegated, uh, being from the city of Barcelona, having the support of the of their of their fans, the stadium. Um, really, I was shocked to look at the table and see them in dead last position. I mean, considering this was the team where. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino was uh, coaching from 2009 to 2012 before he moved on to Tottenham. Um, it's a club with history. It's a club with resources. They are currently under Chinese ownership. I'm not sure how much that's playing a role into their demise. Uh, you think when you finally have the backing, the financial support, that they would actually benefit, but it appears that they are regressing. So I will be paying attention to that um, just because, like I said, uh, this year uh, in La Liga, you have Espanol and relegation. And then in the Bundesliga, where we were talking about earlier, you have a team like Werder Bremen, who's a huge club in Bundesliga on the verge of 
um, relegation as well as a huge club, another huge club in Mainz that's on the verge of relegation. So that's the one part I love about um, the way football and soccer works. It's all teams always have something to play for. And it's not like here, the NBA, football, uh, hockey, when you're the worst team, you get um, uh, basically rewarded with draft picks, right? Whereas in soccer, when you're the worst team, you get relegated and you lose out on a lot of money, a lot of money, uh, to the point that some teams never regroup and it takes them 10 years to rebuild and get back to a position to be promoted back into the league where they were once playing. So uh, it's going to be interesting to follow that. Uh, La Liga's coming back June 11th with a rivalry matchup between Sevilla and Betis. Uh, I know that's a, an incredible, incredible match to to watch. And uh, one day it's a dream of mine to attend. Uh, I've had the fortune of living in Spain for a year and being able to travel to Sevilla. Beautiful city, beautiful people, passionate fans. Um, and this matchup is always a heated matchup between the two bitter city rivals. So look out for Sevilla Betis. Um, that same week we have um, on Friday the 12th, you'll have Atletico Madrid and uh, Athletic Bilbao. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Bilbao is always a tough club to play, defensively very sound. And Atletico, obviously, um, trying to catch uh, Getafe and Real Sociedad for Champions League position. Um, and then that weekend, we have um, the two major clubs, basically with two Ws <laughs> coming up with Real Madrid playing Ibar. Uh, that's a match they should win at home. And Barcelona uh, playing at Mallorca. So that should be, again, two victories there for the two clubs. And... Um, so we'll follow La Liga when we come back. Um, Serie A, they were uh, granted the green light by the Italian government. They're coming back June 20th. So looking forward to uh, Serie A coming back. I'm sure the people of Italy are going to be thrilled to have their, have their um, teams playing again and giving the people of Italy some uh, resemblance of normalcy. And uh, prior to that, though, uh, before the June 20th kickoff date, we are going to be um, treated to a match between uh, AC Milan and Juventus in the Coppa Italia first leg match. That will be played either on the 13th or 14th of June, uh, with the return legs being played um, on the 17th. So that's an interesting matchup to, to watch for Coppa Italia. Italy's domestic uh, cup uh, as far as the table and how it's looking it's uh, Juventus at the top of 63 points no surprise there where I was caught off guard uh, when I looked at it because it had been some time since I looked at the Serie A table in second place it was Lazio the bitter rival to Roma in the city of Rome at 62 points only one point behind Juventus and with a better goal differential than even Juventus. So um, can they pull off uh, the upset and, and stay in striking distance with 
uh, Juventus for a chance of the at the championship this year. I will be watching with you know I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. Um, as far as relegation possibility there, um, no real surprises. You have uh, Brescia, uh, Lecce, Genoa, uh, kind of on the verge, but um, for the most part, all the big clubs are uh, in the in safety in in the safe zone so no possibility f for any real uh, surprises in Serie A but um uh, like I've said before I'm very much looking forward to uh, having Italian football back as well and um and doing some picks with that as well um what else I wanted to just see here with Lazio how I was just curious to see when Lazio and Juventus are playing again um, but it does look like they have one matchup at Lazio in a few weeks so that's going to be a huge marquee matchup um, and that's it for today's show uh, again recap of the picks uh, for tomorrow we got uh, Freiburg um, and Bayern Leverkusen over two and a half goals at minus 185 we got Salzburg, Lustenau, and the Austrian Cup over one and a half goals. First half at plus 105. We have Danish Soccer League over two and a half at minus 135. And over one goal in Rad versus Red Star Belgrade minus 190. Those are the four picks. I would not be surprised if we finally have a nice 4-0 day. I hope to be talking to you after a nice, uh, easy 4-0 day. And I uh, just want to, again, shout out to everybody that does listen and everybody that's continuing to support me in this little passion project of mine. Um, for anybody and everybody that's a fan of uh, Peru, Peruvian food, Peruvian culture, I highly recommend you visit my friend's uh, website, chaskybox.com. That's C-H-S-K-I hyphen box.com they're available uh, through their website and through amazon if you've ever been to peru and you've uh, tried peruvian cuisine or you've tried um, some of the local snacks um, whether it's the sublime cookies or inca cola which tastes like bubble gum um, i highly recommend for anybody that wants to try it out to go to their website you can pick the treats you want there get sent to you um, and everything can be done automatically for you on a monthly basis um, so go check it out again this is this is uh, my friends um, website and business uh, I myself am a supporter and I hope uh, you guys try it out and um, that's it thank you everybody have a great day have a great night and we'll talk soon again